0: 2002, as part of the process of getting a residence permit in the Ukraine, I had to have a lung x ray in order to prove I didn't have TB, which is endemic out there. But the doctors called me back, took more x rays, and then told me that I had a shadow on my lung and that I had pneumonia. Probably I had already had it for over a month because I remember a fever had started on the last day of October when I was evangelizing in Siberia. Back in England I was treated with antibiotics, but after two courses of treatment, I went again for x-rays and the patch on my lung was bigger. The doctors became extremely worried. They didn't want me to travel overseas, and they set up exhaustive tests in a hurry. They said bluntly, it's not pneumonia, you have lung cancer. I prayed about it and did go overseas to carry out my ministry. But the day after I got back, the hospital process started. On the Thursday, I had the computer tomography, the CT scan, and it showed the cancer. I believe in prayer and in a God of miracles, but I'm faced with a challenge. Do I really believe God or not? On the following Monday, I had to go for a bronchoscopy where they would put a camera down my lung and take a sample of the growth. The doctors had already fast-tracked me into a process which would lead to an operation to remove all or part of my right lung. And on the Wednesday, I was booked to go in for the final verdict. The only question was how much of my lung would they take away? I said, "Lord." How can I go back into Russia and preach like I preach and say that you're a mighty God of miracles who's got power to do everything, including heal cancer, if I've got half of my right lung cut out, followed by chemotherapy? If you finish with me, if my ministry is over, then don't heal me. Because if I can no longer evangelize, I might as well die. I've no other reason to live. But if you want me to go back into Russia and to Ukraine and finish the work that you gave me to do, then I want you to heal me completely. But I only had a few days, from Thursday through to Monday. God said to me, David, you've got a mountain in your life that you have to move. And that mountain is to get the cancer out from your lung. If you can believe that without an operation you can be completely healed, then nothing will be impossible from there on. Now, desperately seeking God's answer from Scripture. I was reading from Jeremiah 33, I will bring health and healing. And the same chapter in verse 20, I will not break my covenant with David. And Psalm 89 verse 35, I will not lie to David. And in Jeremiah 32 is anything impossible with God. On the Monday, I was in the hospital, tubes down my lung, looking for cancer. But God had already given me the answer. I knew it was gone. The doctors looked at me in amazement and said, you have no cancer. I didn't go to a healing evangelist. I went to the word of God and God completely healed me. No operation, no treatment. I only had God and the Bible, and that's all I needed to confound the doctors. They were shocked. They didn't believe God, but I do. I believe in a God of power and of miracles. The Bible is very clear. In Isaiah 53, it says that Jesus was wounded for our sin, bruised for our iniquity, and with his stripes we are healed. Matthew eight sixteen says that Jesus healed all who were sick to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. So healing is to fulfill Bible prophecy. I talk about Bible prophecy. I write about it in uh, the Prophetic Vision magazine. But part of Bible prophecy is healing the sick. I believe Bible prophecy. Some people say that healing was only for the time of Jesus. But this prophecy has not ended. Jesus only healed for three years. There are more miracles of healing today than at any time in the history of the church all over the world. Today in Russia, this is how we are showing the glory of God live on TV, seeing big miracles every time I preach the gospel. Talking of the last days in Matthew 24, Jesus says, this gospel should be preached in all the world for a witness to the nations, and then shall the end come. Jesus did not say there will be a worldwide revival. He said that the preaching of the gospel will be a witness to all nations, a demonstration to the whole world. My responsibility before God is not only to preach the gospel, but to demonstrate the power of God with authority. We have power in the Holy Ghost and we have authority in the name of Jesus. Today, God needs preachers who know His power and authority. But inevitably, people in the West say God works miracles there, but it's not the same in our home churches. Yet, my experience was in England, my own personal miracle, and also. I've seen the same miracles in England and Germany, particularly in Australia. Not the same numbers, but they are dramatic miracles of healing, just the same. You ask me the question, is there a difference then? The answer is yes. I believe that with my own ministry, there is a strong reason for these miracles. And remember that these do not just include healings. In a TV interview in America, a well-known healing evangelist was asked what reason he could give for the miracles he sees in his meetings. His reply was that it was the atmosphere, the large numbers in the auditorium, the beautiful music and the awe-inspiring presence of the Holy Spirit. The same people asked me the identical question. I remembered the dusty stadiums in Russia and the Ukraine, broken seats, poor amplification, thousands of people fighting to be touched by the Lord, crowds out of control, cries of despair, shouts of despair, helpless people, dirty bandages, open wounds, stinking diseases. The middle aged looking so old because of their poverty and suffering, no medicines, no available doctors or hospitals over the whole stadium, such a desperate sense that without this Jesus, if he's not alive, unless someone knows him, there is no hope. My answer was this. The reason I see so many miracles is the desperate need of the people to find a real Jesus and the desperation of this Jesus to find the people who really want him. So many in the comfort of the West say to me, pray for me. But if I'm not healed, I'll go to the doctor or the hospital. They will heal me. This isn't wrong. But in Russia, they say, pray for me. Without Christ, I have no hope and I will die in pain. They are desperate for him. That's the difference. In the Bible, Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open the door, I will come in. Jesus is more willing to give than you are to receive. I sometimes say get into a race with God and try to outgive him. You will never succeed in outgiving God, but the more you try, the more he will give you. The real life of faith, of being a Christian, of receiving either forgiveness or healing, is in knowing him. I try to tell people how simple it is to receive Jesus. All you have to do is to be like a drowning man. Stop struggling. Let go of your tiny piece of flotsam and come into his open arms. That wonderful hymn writer put it so powerfully, just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, I come. Healing, deliverance, forgiveness, Stop struggling and come into his arms. those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. Worship used by kind permission of Findsong, www.vinesong.com.